Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hour number two of Sports Talk Saturday rolls along here on WGR. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt hanging out with you. And we're now going to be joined on the West Her Hotline by Travis Yost of TSN. As well, I mean, free agency, it's, it hasn't even just started now. Now we're like in full swing here. We've got teams making signings. The Sabres even saw themselves get involved. Travis, how we doing, my friend? How you doing today? I'm doing good. Happy Saturday. That's how I feel, too. Happy Saturday. <laughs> it's a summertime. Gotta love it, man. Thank you for coming on again as well. Amen to that. So, real quick, we do want to jump into the Sabres, because they did get involved in free agency, which, at least locally here, it did kind of feel like a bit of a surprise that they did do so, and they really added at the blue line, Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson. What were your kind of thoughts with those signings, just to kind of start off here? Well, I, I think both make sense. Like, Eric Johnson is, I mean, he's in the twilight of his career. I mean, it's, it's pretty black and white where he is. Maybe, yeah, he's done a one-year deal. Maybe he's got a year or two years left in his career. A lot of mileage on there, but a lot of good mileage. And he is, you know, the what that but the Buffalo team we've watched for the last year and a half has been incredibly entertaining and very competitive. But they have been prone from time to time to get very sloppy in the defensive zone. Um, and usually the games that they have lost, it's been a combination of either that defensive miscues or just goaltending capitulating like last season. Um, so I think Johnson actually is a really good balancing act um, on that blue line and, and a good short-term ad for the team. And Clifton's going to be plug-and-play for the Sabres, too. I, I do I do wonder, though, um, you know, I think they've got, I want to say off the top of my head, five or $6 million in cap space. And I know, they're, I know they're, there are significant expectations that they'll do much until really training camp rolls in. But uh, they were one of the teams that I thought about when Detroit decided to part ways with Phillips Zadina, um, a, let's say, beleaguered prospect, former six overall pick in the 2018 draft winger. Uh, he's He has struggled. I mean, 
period. He has struggled in Detroit. And I, I think the Red Wings would have liked to have seen him maybe a year, at least one more year, maybe even with the, their developmental uh, team in uh, Grand Rapids. Uh, but obviously the player in the organization had a complete disconnect and he's a free agent. And very long story short, I was trying to think about fits that would make sense. Um, and even short-term fits that would make sense where, hey, maybe he's the late, he's the rare late bloomer that comes in the top 10. He wouldn't be the first. Kyle Torres, uh, Brett Connolly, we've, we've seen a few of these guys, Sam Bennett as well. Um, I, think, I think he might make sense for Buffalo. I mean, if you look at their wing position, you've got a lot of maybes in the top nine, and you've got guys like Victor Olsen who've got, I think, one year left on their deal. I do wonder if Buffalo has at least checked in on Zadina because – Yes, it would be a project, but it's one, it's talent. Two, it's additional depth across the forward pool. And three, they probably can make that work. And it would assume that they're going to run with their current goaltending complement. Um, but I, I think this is something they, they at least could and it maybe have already investigate um, as we head into the summer here. Yeah, that was one thing that we've been talking about a lot is because we also have the injury of Jack Quinn. Um, you know, where – how are they going to fill in for that? Do you think that it would make more sense to go after Zadina or maybe even another free agent that's still out there? Or do you think they might just try to elevate from within guys like Yuri Kulik or maybe even a Jordan Greenway steps up for a little while? Because Jack Quinn's not out the whole season. Yeah, I, it, it depends. It really is going to depend on the targeted player. And obviously Zadina comes to mind because he is a classic reclamation project where you can buy low and you can either – you can hedge your risk either on the term or alternatively um, you can bet on a player like that and say, Hey, look, he is young. He may be, he's not the former six overall pick that everyone scouted believed him to be, uh, but he still may be a very good middle six forward at some point, you know, at some point in his career and it's worth investing in. The other name that comes to mind and it's the big name, but it's the name that's out there is Vladimir Tarasenko. I just don't know though. And, and by the way, Tarasenko could make some degree of sense because again, He's not the type of player, whether he's looking for a long-term deal or not, I, he picked the wrong year, to be blunt. Uh, he picked the wrong year to be a UFA chasing big money because the money's just not available right now. And the teams who want a player like, like Tarasenko are pretty pushed against the cap. And quite frankly, I don't even necessarily know that the Sabres, one, what, do they want to fit him in contractually? And two, uh, does it come at the cost if you know Buffalo had to go you know, midterm on a deal with Tarasenko? What is the what are the tail end of years look like on his deal, um, and and secondarily, are you blocking or boxing anyone out in your prospect pool? That's why I think Zadine is an interesting bet because he's still 23 years old. You're likely go, you're you are period going to get him at a discounted rate, and if you are positive, if you're bullish about the Sabers' youth and where this team is projecting two to three years from now. Worst case scenario, it's a bad bet, and they don't plug a, a kind of non-existent but kind of existent hole in their top nine. Best case, uh, he's actually a pretty good forward, a middle six forward that they can keep in their lineup uh, and grow with their otherwise very young and increasingly improving forward group. So I, 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 that's why my head goes there, because where they're at, in quite, it's just kind of ironic. He'd be a great fit for the Detroit Red Wings, too. Uh, but that's, that's not where they're at right now. So I think that's why you see them in the Debrinket talks and whatnot. And uh, 
I, you know, to bring it to the other big name out there via trade, I just don't know that that makes a lot of sense for Buffalo. He is looking for big money, um, probably eight, nine million dollars at a minimum with term. And I don't know that Buffalo is going to want to swallow that. Well, now, so on both of those forwards there, Tarasenko and Brinkett, with Tarasenko, you mentioned it when bringing him up, that a lot of these big teams that maybe would want him are just strapper or cap. They, they do not have the cash to spend on him. Where do you see him signing? And then with Dabrinkit, him to me is fascinating. When, when Ottawa made that trade, it felt like that was their big announcement of, hey, we're here next year, we're making the playoffs, absolutely. It did not go that way that, that at all. He's not going to be signing back with Ottawa. He, 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 he wants to be moved. And where do you see him winding up as we really get free agency and, and I guess the trades as well start getting moving here? Well, I'll tell you, I'll go in reverse order there, but the Debrinket gambit, um, I, quite frankly, was another loss for Pierre Dorian in the Ottawa Center's front office. Uh, they, It wasn't that Debrinket was – he was a good fit uh, in the Ottawa lineup. The goal scoring was a little bit muted to where we've seen him. But we are still talking about a bona fide top six forward who's going to get a long-term deal and is going to get paid handsomely. And the, the the issue, the risk, and this is true for all 32 teams, but when you make a deal like Ottawa did, you don't make the playoffs. And whatever bar you have to clear to convince a player that, you know, you either can pay him, um, you're building a contender, or in most cases for a player's caliber combination of the two, uh, Let's read between the lines here. I don't think the brink is convinced. And whether the team doesn't want to commit to him financially long-term, which I'm not sure is the case, or he doesn't see a long-term contender um, being built here, slash he may not want to play eight years in Ottawa, which I think is more likely the answer. Uh, it's, it, that's the sort of stuff where, you know, if, if you're doing your homework on a player and he's not super excited about the market uh, that he's coming to or – alternatively you bring him in he is excited about the market but the team just kind of stinks uh, you, you kind of it, this it's a new world 2023 man like uh, these players under, are better understanding the juice and latitude that they have to if not demand trade certainly navigate them and anything that you've read of the Brinkett front it's just it kind of feels like stalemate right like it's going to be stalled out until Ottawa finds a trade partner I do think that there is a tremendous tremendous amount of smoke uh with the detroit red wings um trying to acquire him via trade detroit makes a ton of sense for to um not the least of which their rebuild is let's say should should be further along than it is and the talent that you would expect across the lineup uh isn't quite there now three four years into four years into their rebuild and on top of that they just lost one of their former blue chip prospects so also as a winger so I think I think it all said and done, Debrinket is going to end up there. With Tarasenko, um, I, I think there are a handful of teams that make that make sense. Um, I do wonder, uh, so this can cut two ways, right? You have a handful of teams who could get creative with competitive rosters and bring him in because they have the cap room. So Winnipeg has the space. Nashville has the space, but it does seem like they're in a retool right now. Seattle absolutely has the space. And it's funny that Seattle could be one of the final spots for Tarasenko. They had an option to take Tarasenko in the expansion draft, passed on it. I thought it was one of their handful of misses that they made at the time. At the time, Tarasenko's health wasn't, wasn't um, I think he had a wrist injury at the time, and they weren't super convinced of where he was at. But he's been great in the last two years. So it would come full circle if he ends up in Seattle. 
uh, that would be uh, that would be a fun one. And then uh, I I mentioned Winnipeg. I mentioned Nashville. The other team, you know, the one other team that I would I would come back to just because they really haven't been super aggressive in free agency for years, owing to those ugly Parise, Zach Parise, and Ryan Suter buyouts. At some point, Minnesota, who has a very competitive and talented team, at some point they are going to start leveraging some of this cap space that they do have. I think it might be a year too early for them to go after a player like Tarasenko, but it, it does seem like Minnesota is getting in line and ready to go after them. One of, if not, if not Tarasenko, one of the next bigger free agents uh, that that comes down the pipe. To go back to Debrinket and Detroit real quick, the Atlantic as a division as a whole has just blown wide open over this past offseason, I think. And if Debrinket lands there, I mean, that's going to make it really competitive for teams like Toronto and Boston who have made some questionable moves this offseason. I mean, what do you make of Bradtree Living's first offseason as the Maple Leafs GM? I mean, it hasn't looked great so far. No, I thought it was I thought it was brutal on July first, to be blunt. I think I even said they were having one of the worst openings to free agency, but I will say they did salvage um you know, the the landing Max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi. I I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Domi. I think there's way too many warts in his game defensively. Um and it, 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 it that always becomes a challenge when you try and move a player like that up the lineup um without being seriously insulated. Uh, but Tyler Bertuzzi is a great player, and they landed both on one-year deals, and both are eminently tradable. If you've got a good hedge, you can put on, you know, if Toronto's season doesn't materialize. And quite frankly, I got to be honest, like uh, other, even though I'm not wild, I think other than Bertuzzi, I thought Toronto's had a poor, poor, uh, poor showing here. But Bertuzzi's a really good ad, and I have to say, like, I'm still very bullish about the talent across their lineup, like. Everyone, myself included, you guys, I'm sure, like it's it's easy and sometimes, frankly, fun to pile on Toronto, especially come April and May. Uh, but that's still a freaking damn good lineup, and not a team that you want to bet on against. And if you have bet against them in the last seven years, at least in the regular season, you have been a massive loser. Um, their their playoff success, air quotes around success, withstanding, that's still a very good lineup. I, I do think that Boston is at risk of having the bottom fall out. And I, I wrote about this a few weeks ago, but number one, it is like absolutely remarkable how great Boston, you know, people gave me crap calling them a dynastic franchise, but they have been easily the winningest franchise over the last 15 years. Their longevity is unrivaled. And you think about the teams they grew up with, Detroit, Chicago, San Jose, Anaheim, when that Western Conference was absolutely loaded and Boston was like a one-man band in the East. All those teams have been great. They've been terrible. They've come out of rebuild. They're terrible again. Boston has just been printing, printing wins for as long as we've known. They just, they're up fresh off the greatest regular season in NHL history. But, but, major, major, major caveat, their core, outside of um, David Pasternak and, uh, and Charlie McAvoy, who are just outstanding, right? They're core players and really the guys who have been driving the bus for many, many, many years. Number one, Patrice Bergeron. Number two, Brad Marchand. I, I, they're on a runway, right? Like, and, and whether the bottom falls out next year or the year after, like it's kind of like a different cut of the Tom Brady conversation when it's, you know, and that might be the absolute pinnacle of it, but it's like those are absolute first ballot Hall of Famers. I never want to play them in the playoffs. They're insanely good. But let's be honest here. If we're betting against one of the two between Boston and Toronto, I think most people would be betting against Boston over the next two, three years. And quite frankly, I think that is where the opportunity is going to come 
for a team like Buffalo, um, for a team like Ottawa, for teams like Florida in the middle of that division. I, I don't I think you're going to see a big step down, and maybe they're still very much a playoff team next year. But I think you're going to see a pretty big step down from the Boston Bruins next year. I, I am just so fascinated by Boston, especially, and, and on that July 1st, especially with bringing guys like James Van Riemsdyk and Milan Lucic with a game that the NHL is in now, which seems so speed-based. In Boston, it kind of felt like one of those teams last year, I would imagine. I mean, they, they win the President's Trophy, most wins in a season. Pasternak is just out of this world good. It feels like it's a team that is is... We see this a lot in sports. It is a dying dynasty that is terrified of dying. I, I would also put the Pittsburgh Penguins in that. Detroit from a number of years ago was that as well. But it, it does kind of feel like it's so deflating for Boston, especially coming off that first round exit to Florida, that it they just it really it doesn't feel like they have much to show for it right at the end of this. Uh I think you bring up you mentioned two names there, Milan Lucic and James Van Riemsdyk. And Milan Lucic's prime, you know, which I feel like was almost a decade now at this mm-hmm. point uh, ago, um, a, a one of the premier power forwards in the league. James Van Riemsdyk in his prime, also about 10 years ago, uh, one of the best playmakers, distributors, especially from that low slot. Um, I, I, some of the magic he would work in Toronto was, was something to behold to take your breath away. A- emphasis on both, uh, 10 years ago, uh, James Van Riemsdyk turns 35 this year. Milan Lucic is already 35. Um, I, I don't know, you know, you can, you can jump on Google and find how many, when, when teams aggressively invest their remaining space, and I get these are very small deals, but what they did for roster carve-outs this summer was go after two 35-year-old guys um, that, quite frankly, are exactly what you said. Look at a team like Buffalo, who defined mediocre last year. What made Buffalo, when they looked great, great? It's how fast they played, the pace of play, the frenetic pace, the up-and-down transition game. Do guys like Milan Lucic and James Van Riemsdyk seem to fit that mold? No, those are square pegs and round holes. And that's not to say that every skater in the league needs to be fast. One of the most dominant forwards in the league is Mark Stone. And if anyone watched him in the first round of the playoffs, it felt like he was going to fall over. His back could barely move. So it's not that you can't get over um, not being the most fleet of foot, but I, I don't know. I see a very improving division. I see a, an absurd fresh off regular season that is just on regression, on the laws of regression alone, Boston is not going to be able to touch again. And I, you know, there, there is, there is a real argument to be made that, you know, what, even though Boston is going to stay good because you've got core pieces like Pasternak and McAvoy on your first pairing in your first line, um, and, and these guys are two of the top 20 players in the league, you know, it, it still doesn't take away the fact that they have a small core that had an outsized positive impact on their, on their placement in the standings, and a, at least half of that core, generously, is aging out of, aging out of the league. So it's, you know... Usually it's first slowly, then all at once. Um, I don't, I don't, you know. Again, if like I said about Toronto, if you have bet against Boston the last fifteen years, uh, you uh, you are broke. You are living under a bridge. Uh, but it's but that's the last fifteen years, and we're talking about the next three. And I think there is good reason to be bearish about Boston, and and that that still may be a playoff team next year. But you know, a, they could still be a playoff team, and they could be thirty points to the downside of where they were in the standings. That's a lot of points for other teams to pick up in the East. 
So to circle real back or circle back real quick to the Sabers here, uh, you brought it up a little earlier with the goalie situation. Right now, as it sits, it's Devin Levi, Ukapekalukinen, and Eric Comrie. What's your confidence level in that? I mean, we've been talking about it. Zach and I are confident, but not a hundred percent there. It seems like Kevin Adams and his management group are confident in the in the group in front of them. What are your thoughts on them? I I think it's going to be a giant TBD, um, and I don't know how you could argue in good conscience otherwise, which I think is what you're saying, right? Like we don't know. We just haven't seen enough of Devon. Number one, Eric Comrie is a a, a journeyman of the highest order. Uka Pekalukin struggled last year, and I mean you can still be absolutely bullish about him as a goaltending prospect, but there just hasn't been a lot there. I. There is one thing that I do I, I do think the Sabers have looked at, and that is the goaltending tandem in Arizona, um, which is Carol Vizmelka and Connor Ingram. I think Ingram just signed a three-year deal with the Coyotes, but both are on short-term deals. And if Ingram is, let's say, the air quotes goalie of the future for Arizona, there is another. There is an logical trade candidate or trade partner there on a very cheap deal for the Sabers if it does blow up in their face. Um, but I think it is a giant question mark. I think if you went around the league and said, "Give me the five biggest question marks around the league," where we're not saying it's great, we're not saying it's terrible, but we have the widest distribution of expectations possible. Buffalo Sabers goaltending would be in that bucket, right? I mean, how 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 would it not be? And by the way, I would argue that Ottawa Senators, their division rival goaltending, is also in that bucket, betting on the return of Anton Forsberg from health. Uh, Eunice Corposalo, who's been dreadful his entire career except for last season, they're betting on just, you know, three months to play. One of these two teams is going to get the goaltending, and it may actually make the difference between which of the two makes the playoffs and not, because I see them as very similar um, talent and production levels right now. But uh, to your point, right, like we, how many games, how many pucks stopped have we seen from that triumvirate of goaltending? It's got to be less than 1,000 at the NHL level, which is remarkable considering if you, you know, if you exclude Comrie, who I think is a known quantity at this point. So, again, I, I think it's a big, big, big question mark. And I think the Sabres, as they scout out the rest or build out the rest of their lineup this summer and beyond, if this is the goaltending group that they are going to run with, I don't think it's unreasonable, but I think it's unreasonable to not have a plan B in place. And that's knowing who your trade partners might be around the league. And they just flat out, and we talked about this last summer, right? And there was, I I think that was even more risky uh, because you had two more known quantities, one of which was Craig Anderson at the time. Uh, But their goaltending was like, you know, yellow yellow flag leaning towards red flag. And that's exactly what it ended up being for the team. They cannot, they, they can ill afford another season like that. On the West Her Hotline, Travis Yost of TSN. Travis, one more question before we let you get out of here, because we're bringing up goaltending. Connor Hellebuck, how do you see that situation finishing? It seems like his time in Winnipeg is over with, but kind of in the same situation as maybe like a Tarasenko would be in, and, and he, he would obviously have to be traded with Hellebuck, but where do you see him going? It feels like no one really is willing to make trades yet. So it's it, obviously Buffalo is a logical landing spot, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking. So the thing about the thing about goaltenders, right? And everyone's got a different perspective, and I don't, it's it's quite frankly hard to say one's better than the other on any given day. But I have long been a believer. Um, 
you bet on reliability for goaltenders and you deal with the distributions and the volatility. And what I mean by that is a goaltender like Darcy Kemper, and I was talking about this yesterday. So Darcy Kemper signed a five-year deal the same way Tristan Jerry did, the same way Eunice Corpusalo did, um, the same way I'm blanking on what Tristan Jerry did. Uh, and all, you know, all four of these goalies signed five-year deals, basically the same exact contracts. But Darcy Kemper, materially better throughout his career. Not even close, right? He has been extremely reliable, always giving you 40, 45, 50 games, and always giving you about 15 goals saved above expectations. It's exactly what you want, irrespective of whether he's played for a terrible team or a great team, a great defensive team, a poor defensive team. I bring this up because there's a pretty small group of goaltenders that are in the Darcy Kempers of the world where you call them reliable, and Connor Hellebuck defines it, right? He's the top of the list. He's Lincoln on Mount Rushmore. He has he has been responsible for more wins um, for his team over the last six years than any player in the league, not named Connor McDavid. So, I mean, just, just frame that for a second when you're talking about the candidate. However, you know, the sentiment about goalies in the league and it's taken a long time to get there, but teams have increasingly realized there's more talent at the position. So we can run platoons at a lower cost. Number one, running a platoon keeps our goalies fresher. Number two, and number three, Making a big bet on a goaltender, a la Sergei Bobrovsky, a la a gazillion others behind him, when it blows up, it is such a boat anchor on your on your on your books. You can't get out of them. It's not, and it and it's it's more catastrophic than even a skater. So a team like Buffalo makes a ton of sense. A team like the LA Kings make a ton of sense, and I would actually argue that the Kings um, might be the most logical spot um, if they weren't a West if they weren't a Western Conference team. If Winnipeg is one of those let's keep him out of the conference. Then I would argue Detroit on the other side of the spectrum uh, would be a Connor Hellebuck landing spot. I would actually, I would, I would give you a, I guess it's not a, uh, it's not a parlay, but I would say if, if I were a betting man, I would bet one of the two between Alex DeBrinkett and Connor Hellebuck end up in Detroit. And I don't know which one that is, but it does feel very much like an if or scenario for them where if they can get the forward, um, that's that's the core need right now, and they'll address goaltending secondarily, which is pretty similar to the Buffalo approach, by the way. But if the Brinkett falls through, I do wonder if Detroit goes very aggressively uh, after Hellebuck. And there there are uh, there are there are links uh, between those two. And let's be honest, uh, Detroit signed Billy Uso uh, out of Nashville last year, and he was not good. Um, so that's we'll see how that contract plays out. But if that continues. If that performance stays to the downside, that's just only going to increase the appetite for a player like Hellebuck. The Iser plan might be coming together to bring it or Hellebuck, or maybe both, hopefully not for the Sabres' sake. Travis, we've taken up already too much of your time on a Saturday. Enjoy the weather, enjoy yourself, and hopefully we get to talk again soon before the season starts. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good Saturday. Thank you, Travis. And again, on the Western Hotline, that was Travis Yost of TSN. Hellebuck and Debrinket is terrifying. I, I, I was going to say, do he, not want that. <laughs> and, and, and to be fair, Travis kind of made it clear that like if they don't get Debrinket, then they would probably go for Hellebuck. But right, like, it's the, one or the other. But if you get both, yeah, I think mm. it's, I think it's, but I think it also for me, it's the idea of just them even getting one of them. I think, yeah. I think actively helps them in any way. Hellebuck, I think to me, obviously better than Debrinket in terms of what he could bring for Detroit, but. 
man, I, especially with Ottawa seemingly really going far back, it does seem like in the Atlantic the two teams to really watch for in terms of that next jump are Buffalo and Detroit. We are going to take a quick timeout. The lines are open the rest of the way, 803-0550. You want to hang out with me and Josh, we are more than willing. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This year in his first season with Ottawa, but he can shoot it. Lots of help. Across. They score. Oh, Alex Dabrinkit. He, I mean, I think the thing is, I think there's a likely chance he is going to stay in the Sabres division here. What if he just, what if the Sabres swoop in? I mean, but like my thing is with him. What like, if? It's so tough for me. Like Noah Hannafin made the most sense for me in terms of like a big fish for the Sabres. He made easily is, the is most sense. Is he a big fish though? Hannafin? I feel like he is. Coming over from Calgary and during their max exodus. It's a mass big exodus. name. It is. I think he would have helped their top four defense before, obviously, before they go out and get Connor Clifton yeah. and Eric Johnson, and they do a few moves there. But like, it felt like that would make sense. Where I mean, Debrink it would make way more sense if they didn't have a, a you know, just a cupboard full of of young forward prospects. Hellebuck to me would make all of the sense in the world if Levi wasn't there. And it's just it, like that's the thing. Is like I'm just I I'm now got at, at my point now, just hoping people like Detroit don't do it. Like, that's yeah. where I'm at. Okay, yeah, you're right. Hannafin, I, I kind of forgot how well he has been over the past couple of years. And he's only 26. Well, yeah, like, this thing, he would have fit everything they want to do. 26 years old, he would have been locked up for... Left shot. Never mind. He would no longer fix all of their issues. Because, I mean, you can have Darlene play the right. You can have Samuelson play the right. But most of the time, they're going to be paired together. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, that's... Unless... Yeah. Ooh, Darlene and Power 
Hannafin no, and Samuelson. Always stop. I don't want to do this. No, it worked. Kinda. It, it, see, you had to, you had to stop for a second. Go, <laughs> kind of. It's fun on like a power play or something like that. But like, it, like I need them spread out so that I get like the twenty minutes from each okay, of them. Okay, fine. Then do Darlene Hannafin or Hannafin Darlene. Mm-hmm. Power. Well, Darlene could Samuelson. play on the right side. That'd be fine. And then and then have your fourth pair or third pair be Johnson Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> all all these moves just for that just for that why not i mean just no, to, you guys no. be the third line pair no, Han- you guys Han- are gonna play six minutes a night hannafin is not gonna be a buffalo City. no he is not i, I think the, mo- be, the it moment it would have made they, sense but now that no i honestly it was not even it was not even the johnson one it was the moment they signed um clifton that i was like okay well i guess hannafin's not gonna be happening but to be fair he hasn't been moved from calgary yet either so maybe they're gonna just like have them there and wait. I, Calgary to me is just such a broken team. I feel so bad for those fans. They're finally going to get a new arena. They've had the same one I think for 20, 30 years. They're finally gonna, and it was not necessarily great even then. Mm-hmm. They finally are going to get a new one. The and, Saddle Dome. And where now if you like, sit in the highest leave. seat, sometimes if you sit at the right angle, you can't see to the other side of the stadium because of the saddle. That's awful. <laughs> that is actually. <laughs> well, awful. no, no, no. You can see the ice, but you can't see the people sitting across from you on the other side. You That's know how, like in the Sabres terrible. arena, you can look from three hundred yeah. to three hundred. Yeah. And end to end, I don't. Th- in, I think in one spot you can't see across. I hate that so much. I think it's kind of cool. You think it's cool, and I'm like that would infuriate me if I sat down and had to watch that. No, you could see the whole game. Oh, I can see. Yeah. I, oh, absolutely. I will not be paying attention to the game. I'll be paying attention to the fact that whoever built this stadium hates me. <laughs> or arena, it'd be arena. Whoever built this arena hates me. Yeah. Let's just invert the the roof. Let's make it look like yeah. the roof's about to collapse at any second. Like, stop. You don't have to be an artiste. Stop. Just just build it, and they will, and they will artist. come. Artist, why'd you say? Well, it like if that? you if you're gonna do that, you you call yourself an artiste, not an artist. Stop. No, but so yeah, I hate Cal- Calgary. <laughs> Calgary though is is I feel so bad for their fans. Where it's just it you finally are getting that new arena, and now everyone wants to leave. Yeah, and and it was not this last year, but the year prior, they were such an exciting team with Kachuk and with Goudreau. You know. It, the Battle of Alberta ended up not really being much outside well, of the first. The, well, no, it was the second game. The second game was off. No, yeah, no, it was, it, it was, it was the, the second se- game. It was the second game. The second game was awesome. Where it was what, like nine seven? Mm-hmm. Like that was amazing. Yeah, those were fun. But ultimately, like it's it. I, I can't even say it was a flash in the pan though. I mean, they've had Kachuk and Goudreau for a few years before they left. But now it's got to hurt seeing Kachuk go to Florida and truly transcend into like a top five forward. And the then sport. have Jonathan Huberto get ten and a half million dollars forever. To be nothing, really. Yeah, I mean, it's an eight-year deal, and Huberto is He wasn't even leading 30. score yesterday. Right. Or, or last year, not yesterday. Whoa, yeah, he yesterday. Was, he, he wasn't their leading <laughs> scorer this year. It was Tyler Toffoli, who is also not on the roster anymore. Right. Huberto had 55 points in 79 games. That's not... Uh, granted, I guess you have to adjust, but, like, you're adjusting now with less of your good players. They still have Nazem Kadri, who... All right. I like Nazem Kadri in, term, in terms of ability, I think... You know, and Toronto Nazem Kadri. Andrew Mangiapane, maybe? I don't Not know. Not really. He had moments. He had times where I wanted him on the Sabres. Yeah, okay. But ultimately, like, there's the, just there's nothing there, really. No, and, and it, it, you look at the roster right now. They have nine forwards. And sure, there's a couple names in the prospect pool, like Jacob Peltier, yep. uh, Matthew Coronado, um, either, even Connor Zari, maybe, mm-hmm. in terms of forwards. But... I mean, maybe Peltier comes up this year, but other than that, I mean, it's like you're not going to rely on 
oh, my last two roster spots are going to be filled by prospects. No, you got to go out and sign somebody, but they can't. They have $2.4 million in cap space. Yeah, they, they, they can't do anything. And it's just. They got to make a trade. They got to trade somebody like Blake Coleman, who has $4.9 mm-hmm. or maybe Elias Lindholm. But man, they they were an old team last year too, with Kadri to Foley and Huberto being your main guys, mm-hmm. and Michael Bla- Michael Backlund too. I yep. mean, Backlund isn't your necessarily your highest offensive producer, but he's an assistant captain. He's thirty four, and not to mention there are no captains on the on the team right now besides Backlund. I don't even know who their captain was last year, but he's not there anymore. Yeah, they are they are ugly. They're not they're not in a good spot at all. And and honestly, I don't want to say Florida is nearing that. They're not, but also kinda. We talked yesterday uh, about Matt Larkin's uh, article over at Daily Faceoff of like teams that could miss the playoffs that were in it this year. They didn't have a captain last year. They didn't. They didn't it have was, a captain last year. It was last year. Backlund, Huberdo, Elias Lindholm. Well, that would make sense. I'm pretty sure Kachuk was their or not Kachuk. Um, uh, Giordano. Giordano was their captain. I think so. Oh, yeah, but uh, well, not. I mean, before he was selected by Seattle. Oh, okay. Um, but. It was Backlund, Huberto, Lindholm, and Tanev. And now um, Tanev is still there. Backlund is still there. Lindholm, I don't think is. Nope, he's still there too. All right. Okay. So they're all all the alternates are still there. It's just one only one of them has the A next to their name. So Yeah, they're they're in a really tough spot. And then out in the east, I do think Florida is somebody that can mimic them. Potentially, I think Kachuk though is that kind of guy that is going to get the most out of them this year. Sam Reinhardt right. as well. well that's Brandon the thing. Montour is still there. Calgary doesn't have a Matthew Kachuk anymore. Mm-hmm. Calgary doesn't have an Alexander Barkov. Yeah, they, like they where don't. where the, where they relate is in terms of what are they going to do next year, yeah. not this coming yeah. season. Because this coming season, Calgary isn't going to be great, but Florida is. What is Florida going to do next year? And mm-hmm. I mean Calgary. What are they going to do this year? Obviously, is like the bigger question mark. But I don't think what they do this year really changes much because next year for them is going to be even worse. Mm-hmm. Speaking though, on the Florida Panthers, George Richards, who we've had on the show mm-hmm. uh, a number of times, we have uh, the afternoon guys show on the blog. I've had as well. He tweeted this out last night. Heard a few weeks ago that Spencer Knight appealed to the NHL to attend Florida Panthers development camp despite not being eligible. They granted his wish, and he is coming out of the NHL NHL PA assistance program. Camp starts on Monday in Coral Springs and is open to the public. We were saying yesterday hmm. that we had not really seen much of a if he note about what's yeah. going on with Spencer Knight. That I think is a phenomenal sign. For if him he personally. comes out firing, Florida is still good. Because he I, he looked like I mean he's twenty one of those prospects that oh, this is why they got rid of Devin Levi right this is why they had no desire to really keep him and we're happy to throw him into Sam Reinhart deals because like we have Knight we're fine and at the end of the day I think Knight and Levi are still going to be well I think Levi's going to be better but I think Knight and Levi are going to be the same caliber of goaltender as long as so, as long as it, it and from it, what it feels like if he's coming out of the program if he's going to development camp and, well, and he was allowed to do it we did see this kind of with um, Jakob Vrana. Okay. This past year, he was in the same program mm-hmm. when he was with Detroit. He was traded to Detroit from Washington two years ago, I believe, and went into the players' assistant program and came out and didn't really come back to form right away. But it's not he came in midseason, okay? So it you're not expected to be ready right away, but this is like the perfect time for him to come out mm-hmm. if he's ready. Um, and that's it, it's fantastic. He's 22 years old. He's got his whole career ahead of him. Um, it's 
great to see that he's hopefully figured it out. I was just, I, I was so is, nervous because we really we had not seen anything in months, yeah. and, and and they don't really the NHL is very hush hush on. And, and, why? And, and really, they should be. In ter- well, right, it, right. It's, it's and someone's it's personal right, life. Rightfully so. But they're very hush-hush on why players go into that program. Like, Carey Price was in it a few years ago, but that was most likely for concussions. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, I mean, it's it's for all sorts of things. It's for abuse problems. It's for uh, mental health problems. It's for concussions and things like that. It's, it's a lot of different things yeah. that they're different than injuries, mm-hmm. but they're still classified in the same kind of realm. Um, so it's, I think it's fantastic to see him come out. He's a great young goalie. Um, you know, not to sound selfish, but it's going to make Florida that much harder to beat. Yeah. It's going to be one of those where, you know, just as we're thinking Florida might be kind of drifting out here. If he's there, he's going to pull him right back in. He's going to pull him right back in. Cause I mean, that's that. funny enough. Like goalies really are the ultimate equalizer in mm-hmm. hockey is and if, if you have a great one, your team's probably going to be a playoff team. What's interesting is I never noticed this, but. So Spencer Knight is signed through the 2026 season at $4.5 million. Mm-hmm. Sergei Bobrovsky is signed through the same season at $10 million. If they, When they both come off at the same time, there will be $14 million in cap space to play with. And I am willing to bet that five to seven of that is going to go to Knight on his like long-term like. If he, if Big he gets boy the ground contract. running this year especially, or when he comes back. Yeah, especially if he kind of shows over the next three years, like, hey, I'm here and I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because then he's 25. Bobrovsky's off and is most likely going to retire. He'll be, thir- he'll be 37. And, you know, I because I, I remember when they signed Bobrovsky to that deal, it was I was back in college and I was still doing my radio show in Fredonia, yep. and I was like, what are they doing? I mean, this is awful. You have Spencer Knight and you have – well, at the time, we didn't really know anything about Devin Levi, but it was like you have it was in the you have Spencer well. Knight and Bobrovsky has been a stereotypical inconsistent, consistent goalie. Mm-hmm. So why are you signing him to this monster deal if you have this young star coming up? But now looking at it, they timed it out perfectly. Yeah, in terms of their goalie cap space situation, I don't know how that. I mean, obviously Bobrovsky's contract is going to affect the rest of the lineup, but in terms of bringing back potentially a franchise goaltender for the future in Spencer Knight, you're going to have the money to do that when you need Absolutely to. Absolutely you are. When you need to. And and also in that same season, um, you're going to have, well, in the next couple of years, going to have other big contracts come off. I don't think they're going to re- be able to re-sign Sam Reinhart. Um, so that's somebody else you won't have to worry about. But they are going to bring other people in. There's going to mm-hmm. be prospects and whatever. So at the end of the day, though, Florida – at the beginning, looked like idiots, and now they kind of look like they played it out pretty nicely. It, it worked out for them. It, it, yeah. I think that's more of the thing. Is the it timing, worked out the for timing them. worked out perfectly. Yeah, I just, I, I hope everything's looking yeah. good for him, and that it's not this. The, we're not just going to see him, or well, I mean, we're not, but you know, he's going to be part of the Florida Panthers for a few days, and then all of a sudden, you know, kind of drift away again, right? Because he is an amazing talent, young man, twenty-two years old. He's you know around our age. Just hope everything's good with him, because he really, I mean, he really is a world-class kind of talent that they can build around him and you already have a young guy like Matthew Kachuk in your forward lineup. He signed long-term mm-hmm. that could keep Florida here for a while. And to, and to be perfectly honest as a Sabres fan, I want them to because that I, Florida I, I've, I've been really enjoying the budding rivalry between the two. That teams. rivalry was so much fun. I went to t- one of the Florida yep, uh, Panthers. We, games. we both did. Yeah, we both did. And just you, you could feel that a little bit that it that was, was coming. The, that was the five minutes outside. Find me because yep. Darlene gets. He was quite upset. His broken. His, his English becomes more broken as he gets angry. Yep. He has very good English, but as he gets angry, it, it seems like it 
breaks up a little. A little bit. But, <laughs> but it, hey, it, doesn't it, it doesn't it to all of us? I mean, come on. When's well, the I was last say, time? Like, na- like native English speakers have it broken. Yeah, when, when, when I get mad, I kind of stutter a little bit. But so, I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, and you saw throughout the year that those teams don't like each other. No, and it was because they were in such a close battle for the last playoff spot that it's like, hey, this means a lot, and they're going to want it more. So we need to want it. And it's only going to make it better now that Florida did beat you out by one point mm-hmm. and in a game where you could have beaten them. And and maybe maybe you should have beaten them. Yep, you should have. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to take a quick timeout. Still taking your calls, 803-0550. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday, and this is WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Dahlien comes down, nice feed, Paterka holds it inside, Thompson to his back and far post! Oh my goodness, Spencer Knight! Knight's out over at that far post with that save as he robs the Sabres on what looked to be a for sure game-tying goal from Skinner. What a call there from Dan Dunleavy. Spencer Knight, Knight's Robin, out. Robin, Jeff Skinner there, and that is good. Knight's out, there he, we go. He's gotten really good with the creative calls this past season. I think a big part of it, though, is getting into the rhythm of, like, I, like I'm constantly calling games now. Like, well, and it's it, it, um, one came up yesterday was the Winnipeg goal with Skinner, Tuck, and Thompson, where Skinner sends the puck down low to Tuck, and then Tuck centers it to Thompson. Hellebuck's way out of the net. Thompson's wide open, and he goes, tic-tac, Thompson, because sometimes he says, tic-tac, Tuck. Yep. That it's just, I love it. I you love it. You can't see me smiling, though. Like, I, no one else can. You're, we're listening on the radio, but... I'm smiling just thinking about that goal of just sending mm, Hellebuck yeah. into Hellebuck the phantom zone. Mad. Like he just, was so mad. Oh, that that was easily to me the, by far, by, by far the prettiest goal the Sabres had this year. And yep. they had no, a lot of no, them. No, no. That was by far the prettiest. The best was the Islanders goal in overtime. That one was very, where, very good. Where yes. Darlene literally the, the saucer pass over everybody. The to saucer Cousins. pass to the moon where it lands on Cousins' stick and he scores the game winning. Goal that one overtime. was electric, but in terms of like me just sitting there going, <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, no, you're that, right. You're like, right. Just prettiest, just I, I got nothing. Yeah, it was amazing. But no, I mean, like we said, they it'd be great. It'd be, that night. That was all. That was awesome. <laughs> it'd be great to see um, Spencer Knight come back just because of everything that's happened. But if he could never do that to Jeff Skinner again, that would be, be lovely. That'd, that'd be great. Just don't, just do do that, but not to the Sabers mm-hmm. ever. Please. Yeah, just never do that again. We did. Have a little bit of, of sports action that isn't baseball formula. Yeah, we tennis. did. We had NBA Summer League last night, and it was the debut of number one overall pick Francis Victor Wembayama. Not great. The San Antonio Spurs. Not great. And he's had like a really not good week. No. If we're being honest, you get all <laughs> the stuff with Vic, with uh, Britney Spears and, and TMZ and have actually like releasing the footage of it, which there are there was are... definitely overplayed from like at least from my vantage point of it. Is this is a bit overplayed? the security guard probably shouldn't like you know reach back Swung and hit like her that, but yeah. i think it was more he like was turning and his hands just happened to go up but it, rather it, it than was like he was not deliberately nearly as her. bad as i thought this was going to be no but I, there are britney stan accounts on twitter making fun of Wenbinyama for last night's game 
And yes. rightfully so. That is awesome. He did not look very comfortable last night. He had, what, nine points? Nine points. He shot two for 13 from the field. He got his ankles broken. I will say, though, he had a great performance. Nine points. Or, or not, not nine points. Great performance on defense with having um, eight rebounds and five blocks, which was huge. I, like, I mean, that's the thing. is like Ultimately, his defense is great. Five blocks, though, in his first game, and, and he outright came out afterwards and was like, I have no idea what I was doing there. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he just, just didn't look like, comfortable. I have no idea what but I was doing. I, who was it? I can't remember um, the player on the Hornets that just kind of... It was not Brandon Miller. It was... I have it right here because I sent it to all my friends. You no, know, it was Brandon Miller. It was? Oh, yep. okay. No, Brandon Miller, like, and then the flail at the end, too. I mean, oh, he like hit. He like, I guess he like hits him in the throat. He, he doesn't. Oh, oh, he does. I didn't yeah. see that at first. Yeah, I thought he, he hits him in the throat, and then he has this like look of like, "Are you gonna call anything? What is yeah. this?" And then oh. and the, it, 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 but it was just not a great night for him. Um, hopefully, he not also went, went one for six from the three point line, which Ew. the idea of a seven foot guy shooting six threes is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, that's I am true. All, I am all in for somebody that's seven foot. One no, of them was seven an air foot ball, five. Though. It's fine. Don't worry about one that. of them was a massive air ball. Shooters shoot, Josh. He was seven not foot ready five shoot. shooting threes. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But it needs to be better than one for six. And also yeah. with your size, you need to be way better than two for thirteen from the field. That is not good. Yeah, but ultimately, it's a summer league. It's more you're just getting comfortable. You're there to show out and, and kind of you know look good. Here's all the rookies. Here they are, and they're going to be gone now till you know the season. Like that's all this really is. But you would have liked him to come in and have like a way better performance on the offensive side because ultimately, you know, him getting eight rebounds and five blocks, not too shabby, and also just throwing in like three assists. I I, I just stay healthy. He is going to be an absolute superstar. We're going to take another quick time out here. Lines are open, 803-0550. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.